Connects talks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This life science-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing the first FDA-approved bispecific T-cell antibody and an AstraZeneca immunotherapy for liver cancer. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the X-Talks Life Science Podcast. I'm Aisha Rashid, Senior Life Science Journalist at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming today. I'm going to start us off with uh, an FDA approval. The FDA recently approved the Janssen Pharmaceutical Companies of Johnson & Johnson's uh, drug called Tecvali for the treatment of relapsed or refractory multiple myeloma. Now, patients are eligible for the drug if they have previously received four or more lines of therapy. So this means that Tecvali is a fifth line, approved as a fifth line uh, treatment for multiple myeloma. So Tecvali is an immunotherapy, and it's, and it's a first-in-class bispecific T-cell engager antibody, which is administered as a subcutaneous treatment. So this treatment targets um, the CD3 receptor, which is expressed on the surface of T-cells, and at the same time, it also engages the B-cell maturation antigen, or BCMA, um, antigen protein, which is expressed on the surface of multiple myeloma cells, as well as some healthy B lineage cells as well. But of course, um, in this context, it would be targeting uh, multiple myeloma cells. And uh, so the FDA approval of Tecvali makes it the first ever bispecific BCMA-directed CD3 T-cell engager that's approved in the U.S., um, now, Johnson & Johnson and uh, Legend Biotech's Carvicti is another BC, BMCA targeting CAR-T therapy, and that was approved in March. And uh, like Tecvali as well, it's also indicated as a fifth-line treatment for multiple myeloma. But that treatment uh, is not a bispecific um, engager. Uh, so for the drug, the, with the drug was actually approved in Europe as well, but um, over there the label is a bit less stringent as patients can receive the drug after having undergone just three prior therapies as opposed to the four with the U.S. indication. Now, Tecvali is Johnson & Johnson's fourth approved treatment for multiple myeloma, and the company is very excited about it, saying that the approval further diversifies the company's industry-leading oncology portfolio and deepens its commitment to discovering and developing therapies for multiple myeloma. The indication was approved under accelerated approval based on response rate and continued approval for the indication um, is likely to be contingent on verifying and describing the clinical benefit in confirmatory trials. And this is according to Johnson & Johnson, which uh, revealed these details in a press release announcing the approval. So Tecvali's approval was based on results from the phase two 
Majestech 1 clinical trial, which included heavily treated patients who had received three or more lines of prior therapy. And the median number of therapies was five, and 78% of patients um, in the trial had received four or more prior lines of treatment. Among the cohort of 110 patients, the overall response rate was 61.8%. And importantly, 28.2% of patients achieved a complete response or better. The median time to first response was 1.2 months. And at at a median follow-up of 7.4 months, the estimated duration of response rate was 90.6% at six months and 66.5% at nine months. So this um, really speaks to the sustainability or the durability of the treatment where six months out, um, people still um, had a very, very high response rate. Now, Tecvali comes with a boxed warning because it can potentially have some serious side effects, and this includes things like cytokine release syndrome and neurologic toxicity. Now, this is not completely um, a surprise because this is the same case for Carvicti as well, which, um, again, is also a BCMA-targeting therapy uh, for multiple myeloma. So... um, like so Carvicti also comes with a boxed warning and uh, so the the drugs can only be available through a risk monitoring program and for Tecvali that program is called the Tecvali Risk Evaluation and Mitigation Strategy. Tecvali was reviewed by the FDA under Project Orbis and this is a program that allows for the concurrent submission and evaluation of oncology drugs among international regulators. So currently authorities in Australia, Brazil, Canada and Switzerland, um, they actually participated in Tecvali's application and they're currently going to be um, making their own decisions on the drug as well in their respective countries. So there are a growing number of BCMA agents for multiple myeloma getting approval in addition to Carvicti and now Tecvali. So this includes Bristol-Myers, Squibbs, BCMA-targeted CAR-T therapy, Abecma, and also GSK has an antibody drug conjugate called Blenrep. And all four are indicated as a fifth-line treatment. However, trials are uh, being conducted currently to evaluate them in different combination therapies to try to increase their treatment order. So to try to bring them to, let's say, a fourth or a third-line therapy. So price-wise, Johnson & Johnson has set Tecvali's list price at $39,500 per month. Based on trial data, an average patient is likely to take the drug for about 9 to 10 months. And so the total cost would then be $355,500 to $395,000 on average. And this is before any rebates, discounts, and um, financial assistance programs. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this new approval. And it's a first of its kind because it's the first um, FDA-approved bispecific T-cell antibody in the U.S. Yeah, Aisha, so I was just wondering, like... um multiple myeloma is that a blood cancer it is so it's a uh, blood cancer that involves um, white blood cells and it 
emanates or originates from plasma cells, uh, particularly. So, uh, yeah, it's a type of, it's not leukemia, but, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's it, so, yeah, like I mentioned, it originates from, because leukemia is obviously also, um, involve white blood cells or abnormal white blood cells, uh, or white blood cells turning cancerous. So the so multiple myeloma um, involves the plasma cells, and so plasma cells, of course, are the cells that make antibodies. So that they're a very important part of the the immune system, and um, and then so in multiple myeloma, what happens is that uh, these plasma cells they turn aberrant or abnormal and cancerous, and so. Um, they start over proliferating and the accumulation of them in the bone marrow can crowd out um, the production of normal healthy blood cells. So it is akin to other leukemias, but um, yeah, it involves uh, the plasma cells. So regarding the FDA approval, it was a very special one because it's like a bispecific T cell antibody. Mm-hmm. Like just wondering... What do they mean by bi-specific? So bi-specific means that it basically targets two, it has two different targets. So on one side or one end, it engages, you know, one antigen on a specific cell. And then on the other end, um, it's designed to target another one. So in this case for Tecvali, it targets number one, um, the CD3 receptor, which is expressed on the surface of T cells. And then at the same time, simultaneously, it also binds to the B cell maturation antigen or BCMA, which is expressed on the surface of multiple myeloma cells. So by engaging the two cells, it brings them together, essentially. So the T cell that it engages brings it over or binds um, brings it over to the the target multiple myeloma cells by binding and latching onto the multiple myeloma cells um, through that BCMA expressed on it, and so in in that case, it then um, so then the T cell can essentially target and destroy the multiple myeloma cell, the cancerous cell. So it's a very um, kind of a sophisticated, very very uh, targeted it's even more targeted because essentially with um um, immunotherapies that just or monoclonal antibodies that just target one antigen um essentially let's say it'll target the cd3 receptor on t-cells activate them and the hope is that okay they're going to go and find the cancer cells and and kill them but in this case this is even more targeted because you're bringing the t-cell to the cancerous cell, you're bringing the two cells together in in space and time. And so um, the hope is that you get more targeted killing that way. So yeah, it's a very important approval. And um, it's pretty exciting that it's the first bispecific um, uh, T-cell targeting uh, antibody in the US. And uh, I do think that we're going to see a lot more approvals uh, of these kinds of bispecific antibodies coming up. Yeah. And in this case, the approval was as a fifth line treatment. So I guess it's, I guess patients with multiple myeloma, it's uh, common for them to undergo even a fifth line treatment. Unfortunately, this Mm. is an incurable disease. Yeah, I, exactly. Unfortunately, a lot of patients, um, and it depends, you know, again, 
when they're diagnosed as well in the stage of their their disease and so and the aggressiveness the subtypes uh, and all of that as well so um yeah this is a fifth line treatment so it's for patients who have been heavily treated so that have received four or more lines of therapy before and uh, these therapies previous therapies can include a proteasome inhibitor another immunomodulatory drug um an anti-CD38 monoclonal antibody. So these are kinds of uh, drugs that are used to treat um, the disease or, you know, a combination of these different drugs. So if all of those fail, then you can turn to this um, treatment. Now, um, so, you know, the I think the idea here is that it probably is not good as a monotherapy. So it wouldn't be good enough to overcome the other previous treatments that are, um, I guess, the gold standard treatments for multiple myeloma. So they probably evaluate, you know, evaluating it as a uh, monotherapy, it wasn't able to supersede them. So that's why it's a fifth line treatment. But it could be brought up to, as I mentioned, like a third line treatment, or maybe even a fourth line treatment, if you start combining it with other drugs. And so that's what they're doing in um, subsequent trials or ongoing trials at the moment, which the um, they're trying to evaluate it in combination with other drugs um, to see if they can bring it, bring up the treatment. All right, let's move on to another um, FDA approval, and this is also for another immunotherapy. The FDA recently approved AstraZeneca's immunotherapy Imjudo, also known as tremolimumab. And um, they want approval from the FDA for the drug for use in combination with the company's uh, PDL1 inhibitor Imfinzi for the treatment of adult patients with unresectable hepatocellular carcinoma, or HCC, which is the most common type of liver cancer. The FDA clearance is uh, very significant for um, AstraZeneca. Uh, Imjudo because um, Imjudo actually faced an uphill battle because it suffered quite a number of setbacks in clinical trials for other cancer types over the past 20 years or so. So it's been under development for quite a while now. So it was being uh, evaluated in different cancers like non-small cell lung cancer, uh, head and neck cancer, as well as bladder cancer. And it didn't do too well in those trials, but AstraZeneca kept with it and finally uh, received the very first approval for it this month, or rather last month. So liver cancer is the third leading cause of cancer death and the sixth most commonly diagnosed cancer worldwide. In the U.S., approximately 36,000 new cases of the cancer are diagnosed each year, and it's the fastest rising, can- sorry, the fastest rising cause of cancer-related deaths in the U.S. Now, about 75% of all primary liver cancers in adults are HCC. Um, chronic liver diseases are associated with inflammation and over time that can lead to the development of HCC. Now going back to Imjudo, it's an anti-cytotoxic T lymphocyte associated protein 4 or CTLA-4 monoclonal antibody that inhibits the action of CTLA-4. So inhibiting this protein um, helps in T-cell activation to essentially prime the immune system against cancer cells to induce their death. 
Imjudo is given as a single dose along with Infinzi, and then Infinzi infusions are given um, every four weeks um, after that. In addition, after three years, 31% of patients treated with the combination were still alive compared with 20% of patients treated with serafinib. Now, while the results are positive, they're not quite as good as the combination of the PDL1 blocker to centric and antivascular endothelial growth factor or uh, anti-VEGF drug Avastin. So together, that drug combination has been shown to cut the risk of death by 42% in trials. So uh, the combination of Tisentric and Avastin has actually become the new standard of care for newly diagnosed liver cancer. So it, it's a pretty competitive market for Imjudo and Imfinzi um, for you know them to come in as a new drug combination against Tisentric and Avastin. But I mean, this is still a welcome approval because this new drug combination offers another option for liver cancer treatment. So there may be patients that may not do well with the Tisentric and Avastin combination. And so um, to have other treatment options is always a good thing. Um, and actually, also, it's a first of its kind option because it's the first FDA-approved liver cancer treatment to feature two immunotherapies. So Avastin, of course, as I mentioned, is an anti-VEGF drug, and then you have the PDL one blocker with it to centric, but both Imjudo and Infinzi are um, immunotherapies. Um, and so um, the executive vice president uh, at the oncology business unit at AstraZeneca, Dave Fredrickson, said that the target patient population for this Infinzi-Imjudo combination are patients who aren't eligible to receive an anti-VEGF agent. So again, um, this is a great new treatment option, um, again, for patients who can't receive any other particular drug that is the standard of care like the anti-VEGF uh, agent here. Another plus point um, for the Imfinzi Imjudo combination is its safety profile. So in the trials, uh, investigators didn't see an increase in severe liver toxicity or bleeding risk, which can be um, a thing with the other some of the other approved drugs. And the safety profile of the combination of the two was consistent with the known profiles of each drug alone, and no new safety signals were identified. Now, this is better than Bristol-Myers Squibb's combination of Opdivo, which is a PD-1 inhibitor, and Yervoy, which is uh, a CTLA-4 inhibitor, like Imjudo. So, in, you know, in trials evaluating that combination... 14% um, of patients actually dropped out due to incidences of intestinal intestinal inflammation. And so treatment was withheld also from 4% of patients due to similar issues. Now, in comparison, only 1% of patients that received Imjudo in um, AstraZeneca's trials had to discontinue the drug due to intestinal issues. Based on the Himalaya trial results, AstraZeneca said that regulatory applications for Imjudo in combination with Imfinzi are currently under review in Europe, Japan, and several other countries as well um, for the treatment of patients with advanced liver cancer. 
The Infinzi and Judo combination was approved under FDA priority review, and currently AstraZeneca is conducting late-stage trials of Judo and bladder cancer, while um, other centers, including academic centers, are um, evaluating it in ovarian, prostate, and head and neck cancers. The price, the list price of, of Imjudo hasn't been disclosed yet, but um, AstraZeneca does plan to do so very soon. But as a comparison, we can take a look at Bristol-Myers Squibb's CTLA-4 inhibitor Yervoy, which is priced at just over $33,000 for a four-injection treatment plan. And um, so that drug is approved in seven, seven different types of cancers, and the sales for that drug hit $2 billion in 2021 from $1.7 billion in 2020. So again, this is a pretty lucrative uh, market that uh, Mjudo is entering, a lot of competition, but again, I think it will find its place. And it's definitely a welcome approval um, just to offer patients another treatment option um, for this very aggressive cancer. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this new approval, Vera. What do you think about it? Yeah, I like how you said that, you know, essentially every approval is a good approval. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if there's another drug combo that's considered to be the standard of care, right? Because there's always going to be some patients who yeah. can't receive the standard of care treatment, right? Either mm -hmm. due to side effects, maybe they tried it, they had perhaps side mm -hmm. effects, maybe contraindications. Mm -hmm. So more options to patients is always better. And, you know, I'm glad to see pharma companies are still trying to like, make even better drugs than what's currently yeah. available, right? That's Absolutely. the goal, at least. Like yeah. they don't just stop just because there is a standard of care, like it's always no. mm -hmm. to improve, right? And I wanted to ask you for HCC, it, it is, you mentioned, the most common type of liver cancer. And just wondering, like, what is the current survival rate for HCC? Yeah, so I was looking up some of the stats, and it looks like um, HCC, more advanced stages, um, uh, you know, the prognosis is not very good. But for people who are diagnosed, even at early stages, the five-year survival rate is about 35%. But, you know, all, those survival rates, of course, are always changing because um, because of new treatments and new FDA approvals, such as, such as the one we're seeing um, now with Imjudo and also better um, supportive care. So those those survival rates are sometimes not very up to date, but that's what I currently found um, was able to take a look at the stats. So it's not it's not very good. I mean, it's um, uh, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, um, the cancer is found at later stages. But like I said, even in early stages, the five year survival rate is not the best. Um, but then this is saying that for 43% of people who are diagnosed with liver cancer at an early stage. So it's, a, it's just under half of people with early stage. Um, the five year survival rate is 35%. So it, it's better than, of course, advanced stage, but, um, definitely, you know, there is a significant need there to improve treatments and um, better diagnostics and all of that combined to, to really bring up that survival rate. And um, Imjudo, right? It's an immunotherapy. Yeah. Um, wasn't the previous drug you talked about also an immunotherapy? 
It was. And you know what? Like, you know, when I was in grad school, immunotherapy was all the buzz. And some of us were kind of like, oh, is this just another buzz? But this is really amazing to see that, yeah, both of these approvals that I talked about today are immunotherapies. And so the field continues to grow. And at the end, it's just wonderful to see because you know, these treatments are getting to patients and um, just to have a new class of drugs of, of uh, in the immunotherapy arena um, to have such great efficacy and good safety profiles as well. I think that was the uh, a big issue in the early days of immunotherapies where the toxicity would be um, really high in terms of like you would have a lot of side effects and cytokine release syndrome was a really big one. Um, and so I think we've come a long way and we still are coming a long way in terms of um, dealing with the toxicity of some immunotherapies. And um, like for Imjudo, the safety profile was very good and you know better than some of the other drugs on the market. So I think we're continually seeing um, more and more immunotherapy approvals because um, they're able to to really um, address a toxicity issue and to and have been really working on that. In addition to just developing like um, next generation immunotherapies, I mean, like we have this first you know ever bispecific T cell engager that I talked about with the multiple myeloma drug Tecfeli. Um, so we're seeing innovations constantly in the immunotherapy field and um, things that didn't seem like they could be a reality just several years ago, like we're now seeing it. So this is really great um, to see those proof of concepts that, you know, we kind of learned about, like I, from my experience in grad school, but to really, see, um, you know, now see them um, getting approved and getting to patients, it's, it's, it's really, really great. And I think we're just going to see immunotherapies um like the field is burgeoning it's like growing and i think we're going to really continue to see it grow uh, in the next couple of years and beyond all right that's the end of this episode of the x talks life science podcast if you liked today's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks everyone and see you next week bye bye Thanks for listening to the X-Talks Life Science Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X-Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.